and welcome to episode 136 of the Game Central podcast. I'm your co-host Gareth, joined by Dave. Hey! I work perfectly. It's Dave. <laughs> this is that. episode 136 of the Game Central podcast. Uh, find all our past episodes on gamebanter.co.uk. 136 episodes of pure entertainment, the best entertainment humanity has mm-hmm. ever made. Um, yeah, and that's, and that's no exaggeration. Uh, people have told us that. That's a quote. People stop me in the streets and say, hey, mm. you. And I I always run away, but I assume they're about to tell me your podcast is the best podcast in the world. Yeah, 100%. They stop me on the street and they say, they stop me in shops actually when I start talking. If they say, you know, they say, I'm oh, sorry, I just heard your voice. Are you Dave from the Game Central podcast, which is by far the greatest content ever made by a human being? And I'm like, yeah, that's me. Yeah, I get that as well. Whenever I speak, people sort of recoil. It, it looks like horror, but horror can often be mistaken for like shock and awe. Precisely. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. It's just it's it's just genuine amazement. It's almost like they've just seen God. Almost, you know. yes. Almost. Obviously, we're not better than God. Let's be honest. We're not that much of an egotistical prick. No, we would never say that we were we were better than God. At least, no. at least equal to though. Precisely. Yeah. Uh, we do a podcast about video games. You're listening to it now, so you probably already knew that. Um, we sometimes <laughs> have a third host who long-time listeners of this 136-episode-long podcast may know as Rob Walker. However... Uh, you may also have noticed there hasn't been a podcast for three months and the reason for that is Rob Walker <laughs> <laughs> I think every single week since we put the last episode of the podcast me and you have been like alright should we do a podcast this yeah, week yeah should we podcast we're up for it no should we, oh should we do podcast and Rob was just like I'm and sometimes like to his credit legit reasons like oh, yeah. family you know things have come up yeah legitimate reasons and then it just turned into m- no I'm a man child <laughs> and and and, I, and, I, and I'm tired <laughs> yep. so last, yeah was it last Wednesday or two Wednesdays ago about yeah two Wednesdays ago yeah it we, was, we uh, had it all set up tired we arranged it all Rob gave us the days he was free and Wednesday was one of them we are like okay we'll do Wednesday I got home from work I had my tea I proper wolfed it down because I was running a little bit late and I didn't want you guys to, to be put out so shoveled all my tea down and you were messaging me like alright are we ready guys and I came upstairs and I got on my PC ready and I was looking up the news um, and about 45 minutes later after hearing nothing from Rob you and I just basically just quit out bed. <laughs> yeah I just went oh okay cool yeah and then Rob and, uh, the next day was like oh sorry guys I was asleep it was sorry half guys, seven sorry guys half seven oh. <sighs> But anyway, we um, we will miss his presence, and we do hope that one day he does return. He'll be back. Um, you know, he will be back, and his uh, inappropriate nature will return, adding that little spice to the podcast. Yep, spice, arsenic, who can really tell the difference? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Whatever's your flavour. <laughs> um, this week, we'll have some news, uh, as yep. usual. The most up-to-date three-month-old news you can yes. possibly hear. 
there are some news stories, but we will be talking about shit like Detective Pikachu and Fallout <sighs> 76 canvas bags and shit like that. Um, yeah. And then we have two reviews, two reviews, Hitman 2 and Fallout 76, and then we'll round it off with um, whatever else we've been playing that isn't interesting or relevant. So feel free to tune out way before that. Uh, feel free. But first, Dave, uh, I've just had an idea for a new segment. Oh, yeah. Um, Come on in. Throw I, uh, had, I had my Twitter open not 30 seconds ago. Okay. okay. So didn't... this recent. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I saw on Twitter that you are not going to believe? Uh, it could be a lot of things that you've seen on Twitter. It depends what you followed. Okay. <laughs> The thing, I, the thing I just happened to have saw, not including the other things I normally see on Twitter, <laughs> was a meme. And if there's one what? thing you and I are, and this podcast is, it's up to date with the kids. Yes, it is. It is. And the kids love memes, Dave. 110% they love memes. They can't get enough you know. of them. Precisely. You work in school. I imagine Where, now you must oh, teach God. memes like twice a week, right, in that school? Uh, gen- no, this is genuine. Okay, um, linked to education as well as uh, meme culture, uh, we've recently had an e-safety briefing that included the word meme and educated people on what a meme is and how inappropriate they can be. So to beware of memes. Memes are dead. That was literally one, no, seriously, that was one of the PowerPoint slides titled it literally came up and I and uh, I was like halfway through drinking a cup of tea where I had to like and I just looked off at the screen and, and then like you know when the guy at the front clicks his powerpoint slider and then it literally the, the words beware of memes comes up <laughs> on the side and you can't ever go <laughs> sorry what beware of memes as if they're like the next epidemic <laughs> what does his example mean uh, his, his example, example mean yeah. um his example meme was like a, a, a bog standard Fallout meme, actually. What? Uh, I, I actually... No, sorry. Fortnite. Oh, okay. My game's mixed up. So it was a Fortnite meme. Um, and then he got it confused to say that Fortnite dances were also a meme. And I was like, I'm just going to let this one slide. Yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> not everything's <laughs> was like, a meme. That, there's a, I was like, a yeah, delicate not, balance. Not, yeah, exactly. It's a delicate balance. Okay. <laughs> You can't just Fortnite dance. Fortnite dancing is this era's teabagging. Like, you know, whenever they've done something like they've they've bested someone online, then you emote or you fall out dance. Like, what what's wrong with just teabagging? What's wrong with just crouching on someone's face five times and then running off? Like, I've... You know what, Dave? Ask my primary school teacher because she had an issue when I did it. Fucking hell. She's she's she she's missing a treat. Anyway, back to the memes. What are we doing? We're doing our now weekly segment for as long as we can be bothered to keep it up. <laughs> meme of the week. That was a weird yes. delivery. Let me try that again. <clears throat> meme of the week. No, you do one. Um, I need to channel my inner. Meme of the week. Mm-hmm. 
So there have been a, a number of memes this week, Dave. Uh, oh, but I, I want to hear... These are the freshest of the memes. Oh, yeah. I want to hear what right. memes have caught your attention this week. Oh, wow. Are you joking? Um, so recent memes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm not really... By the way, you can totally edit out this blatant silence of me thinking. Not a chance. <laughs> this is what the people are here for. Love hearing. I'll just make the background music so good that people won't care that we're not even talking. They'll just listen to the music and we'll just stay silent. I'm trying to think what recent meme is coming up in my head. Um because the kids keep screaming it and but because I blank it out because it's so annoying um oh, oh. there's a new meme oh I'll, no. I'll start then I'll start yeah, no, yeah you start because I need to I, I need to find it anyway a, yeah go there's a meme going around uh, I think in the past like 24 hours or so it's like two people just like doing the middle finger to each other like in like a fight uh, <laughs> all they're doing is like middle finger and one of them like crosses the road and he's halfway across the road and turns around to do the middle finger again. And it's like it's really weird. But people keep <laughs> reposting that video with like their own captions, like Brit here's British Parliament shown in a in a video. Just these two people going like, fuck you! With the finger up. And the other person would turn around and go, like, No! Fuck you! And then the original person would be like, How dare fuck fuck you though? So that's pretty good. Fuck you. Yeah. Um, recently, see, this is the thing as well. Like, I just um, genuinely now, I just literally searched dank memes to see which one actually came up um, to remind me of the one. Um, Shrek is coming around. I don't, I don't think oh, Shrek wow. ever went away. Well, he doesn't stop coming, and he doesn't stop coming. He doesn't stop coming. No, that's it, literally. Um, so I, 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 I personally run a Photoshop class mm-hmm. and all people want to do is Photoshop Shrek's face onto different things. For okay. example, a potato was the most recent one. I don't know why. It's not even good Photoshop, but I guess that's what meme culture is now. Yeah, you deep fry uh, it a little bit and then you got yourself a deep fried meme. That's a whole precisely thing itself. Deep fried meme and yeah, and then you just keep going. Obviously Shrek and onions. Speaks for itself. Speaks for itself. Okay. Um, The best one that I saw in my recent class is that someone um, edited. They edited Peter Griffin's face onto a uh, (laughs) onto like a podium, or I know, yeah, it is a podium photograph of um, Donald Trump, like delivering. And it was so well done. Like even even Donald. Trump's like quiff was like perfectly like edited into like Peter Griffin's like eyes. And, nice. Yeah. This isn't like an audio thing. You need to just imagine it. Okay, it was generally amazing. Well, people uh, people thought a meme of the week section wouldn't work in an audio based format. But here we are. Format, but here we are, just breaking breaking trends. We are. We we're just rewriting um, the rule book. Yeah, my favourite meme or a collection of memes is when people have um, photoshopped or at least replaced um, pornographic images with that of you know everyday tasks so for example people eating or playing a saxophone rather than doing something sexual 
Is, he, uh, is that a meme though? That's the thing. Is it I would, just a humorous I would... thing that's on the internet? I'd still count it as a meme, personally. Uh, well, you it's are the meme. You are the meme expert. I, I'm going to defer yeah. to your judgment, but. And uh, that's 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 thank you. Um, you know, obviously. Um, but yeah, and then recent, really recently, as in of today, it almost like came round full circle. Now, the out. If you don't know. And it probably will be over by the time this podcast comes out. Yeah. But it's the hour of code week this week. Hour so it's of computer code. science week. It's computer science week. Okay, it's, it's celebrated all across the world. Okay. And the way that you celebrate computer science is by delivering and taking part in what's known as the hour of code. Now, these are small tutorials that you can take part in to teach yourself how to code using blocks or using something that's really uh, advanced as JavaScript, but you know, it teaches you the benefits of code. Now, there is the most uh, addictive one, I might uh, admit, okay. is that you can create a dancing tutorial or like a dancing movie using code. Now, one of the characters was that creepy frog thing that dances to that annoying music. Do you know the meme I'm on about? A creepy frog that dances to annoying to. music? Yeah, not the crazy frog. No, well, obviously a crazy frog. No. Um, it's not oh that Pepe, is it? It's not that I think it is the Pepe. Is it Pepe? I've never seen Pepe dance. Is it Pepe frog? No, it's not Pepe. Um... Typing. That, that, that leads me to believe these memes are well informed, and I appreciate that, Dave. That's probably yeah, exactly. the number one place to, find to go it. to for memes. Um, oh, I'm so bad at this. Here it is. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, which meme frog is it, Dave? Which one of the many oh, meme frogs? It's, um, it's the Dharma to, to Casita one. Do you know the one I'm on about? They really, I need to play it. Oh, this is gonna work. Ah, oh, I'm fucking my headphones. I can't play it out loud. Sing it. No, that's not happening. <laughs> okay, put in the green alien dance in YouTube. You know which one I'm on about. Green alien. The first I was afraid I was petrified alien. No, green alien dance. Just put it in. Right, this better be worth it, Dave, because people are gonna hear me typing. You're gonna. Yeah. Remove all the artifacts and have professional we are. Quick. Green Alien Dance, was it? Yeah, and then put Dame, as in D A M E, and then it should come up with like two casita. Oh my, I feel like my mechanical keyboard just made that sound like, holy fuck, what is that thing? <laughs> have you ever 48 seen this? million views in eight months. <laughs> have you ever seen it? No. This is why you're the meme expert, Dave. Oh, oh god, so this meme is like, you know, it's this weird alien dance, okay? Now, part of the code, okay, you could mimic this dance, as well as, like, all the Fortnite dances, but it had the theme tune. And I was like, sorry, if this meme has become so big, that it's now, it's now using educational form, then we've come full circle. Jesus Christ, that thing has... So many views for the dog shit that it is. <laughs> now that's a meme. The, the official music video has got 946 million views in eight months. 
fucking hell. That's almost <laughs> as many views as we have listeners. Precisely. Which is impressive. So yeah, that was like my, that was like the epiphany moment when I heard the song and I, I literally turned around to one of the students. So I was just like, I don't want to hear memes in my classroom. And he was just like, no, it's on, it's on the program that you told us to run. And I was like, oh god, I'm just gonna sit down. <laughs> I'm just gonna, whoo, <laughs> wow, it's come full circle. All right. Well, that was this week in memes, yeah. but I think we have to do our top three memes. Uh, top three memes. Yeah. Top one. So you start with three. I've got my one. I've got my one as well. Um, for me, uh, I like a bit of uh, that guy. This is my third. Will be that guy behind the, uh, the sign with his coffee mug, and it's like blank, blank, blank. Change my mind. <laughs> I like that guy. I do like that one, especially when it's Star Wars related. Yeah, so it'll so be like, you know, Han shot first, changed my mind. I like that one. Or it'll be like the prequels. Prequel yeah. memes are always... Are always prequel memes my, are always top rate. My number two is any prequel meme. Uh, <laughs> still great. And number one, uh, probably considered like an old man now, a retro meme, but that shocked Pikachu face. It's like it's been around for longer than a few days. So oh, it's yeah. Old meme, but it's still... You know what? It still gets the job done. When you see a shocked Pikachu face, you you pay attention. You read the whole you meme. Do, exactly, you, you have to read the meme. Yeah. Um, so for me, the American office memes, always. Right. So, you know, obviously, I can't remember his name, never watched it, uh, but when he just screamed no. Michael. Yeah. So that meme always makes a laugh, because especially when it's ex- executed well. So, you know, it's usually a comic book, and then you sit there and you go, you read it all the way down, and yeah, the punchline cracks it all the time. Um... Anything to do with the uh, what the fuck meme, where you know the weird man, his little creepy position, what? where they're just like, have you never seen it? Oh. I feel like I've probably seen it, but that description was terrible. Yeah, whatever the fuck it is. It is what the fuck meme, isn't it? <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck? Yeah, like it's the Fallout guy, and he's got like weird spaghetti arms, and he doesn't understand what's going on. Excuse me, what the fuck? You know. You might know different memes than me. We hang out in different meme corners of the internet. We must hang out in different meme cultures. I feel like I need to send you this meme. Um, Are you doing it right now? Yeah, I feel like I'm just going to pop and paste it into the chat and see if it works. Is it going to work? Okay, I might have to edit out some of these (laughs) silences. I'm going to edit out the silence. Anyway, that's my number two. And then number three is obviously the... uh, green alien dance which I got you to YouTube because that 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 one reaction from you to say what the fuck is this is <laughs> just why it's just why that this meme that was the first time I'd ever seen that and I hope it's the last mm. I'm now going to spam you with uh, <laughs> these sort of memes great I can't wait for that yep for the rest I'm going to educate life. you in good memes okay Dr. Meme gonna happen. Uh, is checking yeah. in I'm gonna. I'm going to educate you. I'm gonna educate you over the next month in okay. good memes. Okay. When you when okay. you say like that, it sounds vaguely sexual, though. Mm-hmm. And it should. Go so on to the news. There has been news this week and the past 19 weeks that we haven't done a podcast. Fucking uh, hell! There's been news in 19 weeks, Gareth. Don't just drop bombshells like that on people. You're right, I'm sorry. Um, there's been news for the past 16 weeks. 
plus three. Thank there we go. I, I eased him into yeah. it this time. Yeah, yeah, it was better. Uh, the biggest news story of the past uh, 23 weeks is obviously Detective Pikachu. Uh, yeah, Detective Pikachu has literally taken, has, has, has invaded and taken over my Facebook page. It looks good. Yeah. I, yes. I, I'm actually silently optimistic about this. Yes, me too. I assumed it was going to be uh, like a live action film with a Pikachu and that was it. But instead it's just like yeah. a fucking Pokemon film. There's Pokemon fucking everywhere. Yeah, because when someone said, oh, it's going to be Detective Pikachu, I literally just imagined one of these really like straight to Netflix, like <laughs> Japanese rip-off uh, movies where you can just imagine it being like a really badly stitched together plot to why Pikachu has to actually be a detective and it's going to be like really quite coy and it's going to be almost almost as cheesy as a Christmas movie sort of like level where it's just all about friendship in the end you know um, and I was just like I, I, I don't think it's just going to flop immediately uh, and I was a massive hater of it when I just was reading about it I was just like it's going to be shit and then when they were just like oh yeah Ryan Reynolds is going to play it uh, play Pikachu I was just like where the fuck are they going with this <laughs> like, I just really couldn't understand it I was like what what do you mean Ryan Reynolds is going to play Pikachu so Pikachu talks now oh okay then and I was just like right so is this going to be like Deadpool Ryan Reynolds or is this going to be like cheesy Green Lantern Ryan Reynolds where he plays really bad like roles and he can't act and he forgets he, he's just in it for the paycheck uh, but when the uh, trailer came out and then like you said it's actually about Pokemon with Pikachu in it you sit there and go oh I think they're going to make this quite good um, and I can't remember who the leading role is of the boy let's call him but he doesn't seem awful as well but I, um, yeah I'll see if yeah, uh, I, his name pops up anywhere in this article but I don't think so Tim Goodman? Uh, is that him? I don't know if that's the character's name or the actor's name. That's the only issue. But yeah, there's a point early on in the trailer uh, where he has like a poster on his wall, I think. And it's for like the um, like the Johto League or whatever. And I was like, holy yeah. shit, that's like a... Yeah, that's like yeah a it's Pokemon the billboard, isn't it? Thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's then, the billboard that I immediately just went I, I haven't played Pokemon in ages and I already know what that is so like, <laughs> yeah because I thought it was going to be there's a Pikachu in our real world and it's like there's yeah. a Pikachu and that's it but it's it's one yeah, Pikachu it. out that's... of all the billions of Pokemon in the real Pokemon world mm-hmm. and it's fucking it looks awesome yeah exactly I was just like, this, this looks good it looks like they're going to expand the universe in a way in which we didn't think about like in a in an in a visual way, rather than like you know, like I said, taking taking Pokemon and making it quite a childish story about oh, it's about friendship. Oh, I'm look, sure it will be that as well. And again, I'm sure it will be, but it won't be the main focus. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because the world seems like it's well thought out, and you know, I I hope that they don't. I don't know because I'm a little bit in between. I hope that they don't don't over explain everything to you mm-hmm. uh, but then I also want some explanation because I haven't been in the Pokemon world as it were for a very long time so yeah. I'm probably going to miss a lot of it <laughs> sure I, th- I think one thing we can both agree on though is 
this movie's going to make so much goddamn money, it's insane. Oh, God. I can just imagine the Nintendo fucking tie-ins. It's going to be ridiculous. I wouldn't be surprised if they literally walk around with switches in their hand. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, let me get it off of my Nintendo Switch. I love the portability of this thing. Yeah, am I right? (laughs) It starts becoming a fucking advert. But, um... I could, yeah, just imagine all of the tie-ins to this movie. Pokemon Go is going to like just lift off with, like, catch Detective Pikachu. Oh, yeah, big time. <laughs> I could just imagine everything about this movie is going to become some sort of toy or, or something that you can purchase or it's going to be in a game or it's going to be some sort of DLC or it's going to have its own game. Like, I can just, yeah, it's going to make so much money, it's ridiculous. Because, like you said, even people, if I'm honest, even if it was shit, and even if it looked shit, I'd still watch it. (laughs) And I think that's where it's going to be. Like, you know, because it doesn't look as bad as everyone thought it was going to be, they're just going to be running towards the cinema to get, go and watch it. Uh, By the way, the main character, the main actor, is called Justice Smith. Justice Smith? Yeah, sounds like a R and B singer. I'm, I'm I'm trying to see if he's related to Will Smith, but I don't <laughs> think so. Uh, the Smith. No, I'm not saying that because it's the only other Smith we know. I'm no, saying that he's yeah, he kind of looks like Will Smith, and okay, not just because well, he's black. Whoa, Dave, you want to <laughs> you want to <laughs> be looked... careful what you say on this part. This is going out to a million right. people. Just want to say, just want to say. Uh, but yeah, he does because he. Well, I haven't personally seen him in much. Um, I don't recognise him, though. Yeah, I don't recognise him, but he, he looks like he's playing a decent character, a believable character. So, yeah, I'm optimistic, to say the least, about this movie. Um, Me too. So, yeah. All right. Let's good, get on good. Let's get on with it, indeed. Uh, PlayStation won't be at E3 2019. Are we sure about this? Yep, they've come out and they announced it for the first time in 24 Why? years. Because they, they were just like, oh, we've got nothing to announce. Uh, probably a little bit of that. Probably a little bit of them thinking, we're the hot shit in the world, we don't need to go to E3 anymore. I'll be honest, what did they announce this year? They they did that show where it was they only showed four games. Yeah, that was it. Like, so... <laughs> If I'm honest, like that's a ballsy move to just go. You know what? We don't need to attend E3 because there's there's there's, there's things in the pipeline, but we're not ready to announce it yet. Like, yeah, I commend I, them for that. I'd rather that than them uh, and Sony being like, "Well, we're a big hitter, so we have to attend it," and then do a show like they did last year or this year, sorry, and where it's just mainly filler and they talk about. They tried to convince us that FIFA 19 is different from FIFA 18. <laughs> and that usual. Madden isn't just an expansion pack to a five-year-old game. <laughs> we'll still get I mean? that, probably the EA thing, whatever that's going to be. Yeah, that's true. But it's like they're not yeah. even having a presence on the show floor. They're just not going to be there at all. Oh, at all. So yeah. it's not the fact they're not going to do a conference. They're just, they're just not going to show up. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. That's even ballsier then. Um, yeah, I don't think I don't think it's going to hurt them as much as I, you know, initially imagined when I heard the news. Yeah, I think uh, the mistake they've made is announcing it this far ahead because now precisely Microsoft have six months to get a, the best E3 press conference they could possibly on. have. And if I was Come them, on, 
don't get don't get ahead of yourself. Hey, Marks off, yeah, like you said, jizzing their pants to be like, yeah, we can fucking kill you for you, but they're just going to announce some bullshit. Oh, we're, we're actually releasing two games this year, which are going to be on the Game Pass, and then we're going to pretend like all the other games that we announce are going to be exclusives, but they're not. <laughs> listen, listen, guys, we've got Gears of War 5 and a sequel to that launch yep. game that some people liked. <laughs> Probably going to be what it is. But if I was Microsoft, the day this news hit, I'll be like, "Let's plan E3 right, right now." Yeah, we like, need let's to write the script right now. Let's get the start making the deals to get the games in. I would spend millions upon millions of dollars just making sure this E3 was the one because that's how yeah. you turn it all around. Well, this is it. Like you said, Microsoft has a chance to like actually get ahead of the game. And be like, right, if if Sony are confident in their position in the market that they don't need to advertise things at the biggest electronical conference in the world, then we need to steal their thunder. We need to gain more popularity because, well, they sh- they pissed the bed, didn't they, <laughs> this year? Yeah. Um, they literally offered nothing this year. They made it sound like the Game Pass was a new thing yeah. and it was something which was going to be like, blow your fucking mind. Um, but they continuously just add like being an Xbox user when you when you log on to the Xbox they are continuously trying to sell you the Game Pass at a discounted rate yeah they're like they're like get three months for £10 get one month free and then <laughs> three months for £10 get one month free and then two months for £5 <laughs> and they were like you just, just just have it for a month and yeah. we will let you keep one of the games that you download um, but this is it like Rob said I think the last podcast that he was part of is that as soon as you log on um, to the game pass it takes you about 20 minutes to realise that there isn't really much on it which is worth your subscription fee yeah and the games like it, it is treated like a rental service like for example I'd rather I'd rather pay £5 for that month, complete the game like Forza Horizon 4, and mm-hmm. just be like, right, I've completed it now. I didn't have to pay it. I've rented that game for a month, and I'll just play that. Hang on. Wait. Uh, my family being incredibly loud. <laughs> I just want to apologise to all the listeners for how loud my my family is Sorry. Sorry, guys. All right, carry on. Game Pass is terrible. Pass it on. Like you said, Xbox needs to commit some money and to actually start advertising what they're releasing. Yeah. Like, and not just say something that's predictable, like, oh, we're going to... Uh, <laughs> VR is coming to Xbox because <laughs> PlayStation has had it for two years now. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> like, they need to do something. Yeah, the thing is, there's a lot of perception out there as well that Sony is already ahead. So all mm-hmm. Microsoft needs to do is appeal to people's perception like you don't need a thousand exclusives if you're the only game in town and you show like whatever the next Call of Duty is the next FIFA the next Madden blah 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 all these third party games people who are pretty casual are just going to go oh look at all these games coming out for the Xbox in the next year maybe I'll, maybe I'll get an Xbox yeah, and if Sony it. aren't up there with also the same thing to like show that no 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 we're oh, well, no, actually, it's yeah. on ours as well yeah yeah that's yeah. all Microsoft really need is to just tip the perception a little bit yeah just to say oh we do exist and you can also get this 
it's like you said is that you know go, thinking back to the the conference they did this year they were just focused primarily on all of the developers that they've now got under them yeah and you said that's go yeah but you're not telling us what games are they're making you're yeah. just saying we've got 35 new developing teams <laughs> that are going to make really cool games yeah like what you know <laughs> things I mean if they it's have like, all those games this year then they're fucking quids in precisely if they've got those games then people will be like yeah but you know Microsoft sadly haven't lived up to any of their promises in recent years so yeah. saying we're going to release really cool games no one's going to believe that unless you say this is the game which we're going to release doesn't yeah. it look really cool exactly yeah. <laughs> but they've so got a big chance um it's going to be an interesting interesting E3 though if there's just yeah. no Sony there that's like what does that do to the whole rest does people would just Nintendo not do it as well because Nintendo's been doing their directs haven't they they yeah. haven't really been focusing on big shows like E3 I don't think Nintendo so. have a lot in the pipeline to be fair <laughs> I think they've got the next Metroid Prime that they showed a logo for like a year ago yeah that's it I don't know what that's else it. they've got planned yeah yeah. I guess it would also the exciting thing is is that it it will give smaller developers and smaller publishers time to show to at least get some of the spotlight because a lot of the people like say we watch it on YouTube or you know any streaming service mm-hmm. it will if there's no PlayStation direct or playstation conference they'll be like uh right we're going to commit this time to focus on these people instead so at least you know yeah exactly it gives a it gives smaller people a bigger audience because people are still going to watch e3 yeah (laughs) like you know it just depends who fights for that time slot isn't it yeah and there could be like uh content creators could fill that gap so like precisely there are loads of websites that will like stream out the e3 press conferences if there's now a massive gap like the Sunday night or whatever, where there used yeah, to be the yeah, Sony be, press conference, there'd be a lot of people wanting some exclusive shit. So if, like, I don't know, Giant Bomb have a stream where they have someone come in and, like, show us yep. your game for the first time, because it's people are going to be looking for that and hungry for it. This is the one day a year, and there's no Sony yeah. thing anymore. What else are you going to do? You know, maybe, maybe that could be kind of interesting. But it's still yet to be seen. Yeah, let's see what happens. You know, Sony might change their mind and be like, "Oh shit, we made a mistake." <laughs> yeah. I uh, doubt it. But... but yeah, I doubt it. Um, yeah, let's see what comes out. Like I said, I'm I'm selfishly waiting. Like obviously, because I've got an Xbox, I'm selfishly waiting for Microsoft to pull their finger out their ass and tell me that something is worth playing. Um, but yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We shall see, uh, Dave. Yes. Mini consoles. Yes. I assume you just got an erection when I said that because they are the hottest. Literally, thing I, in had the world, right? <laughs> I, I, I had to pause. I had to pause to check that I haven't just jizzed everywhere. Yep. SNES Mini, <laughs> NES Mini, uh-huh. PlayStation Mini. It's all happening. Yeah. But I'll tell you what Nintendo have said isn't happening is an N64 Mini. Of course, because that's something that people would actually want. <laughs> <laughs> And Nintendo aren't in the business of giving people what they fucking well want, is it? <laughs> that is true. Frustratingly and sadly. <laughs> Just imagine how many fucking copies of that console they could sell. <laughs> like, you know, fucking hell. It could only <laughs> it could probably only have like three games on it and people would still want that. Precisely. 
what, what, what's on it? Mario, Super Mario 64. Golden Eye. Done. I'm buying it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> no one cares about the rest of the games. You can even say like, you know, the original fucking Smash Bros is on it and they will still be like, I don't care. You just said Mario 64 and Golden Eye. I'm in. More or less, <laughs> Take yeah. my money. Take my money now. I'm, they've not said it'll never happen, but people were expecting like, oh, they did the NES and the SNES, the next thing is the N64, when's that coming? And Reggie was like, it's not coming soon, what you... It's not fucking coming soon. Like, the difference that. between like a 2D emulator for a SNES and an N64 emulator is like night and day. Yeah. It's literally a whole new dimension. Yeah, exactly. Go from two but to you three. can't even say like, you know, um, again, a... Tr- uh, a kid that I teach showed me that you can now play PlayStation 1 games using a Flash player on the website. And I was okay. that, that, that literally just fucking blew my mind. And I was like, if someone has figured out how to code and like rejig a PlayStation 1 game like Tomb Raider uh, to play on HTML5, which is compatible with Flash, <laughs> and it just, it just plays seamlessly without lag, and you sit there and just go, if someone can do that, then surely they can put an emulator into a box that looks like a mini N64 and just dish it out to people. Like, surely it doesn't take... Um, well, obviously it takes a lot of brain power, but you know yeah. what I mean. Surely it's not difficult for a game manufacturer to figure that shit out. You would think, um, but Nintendo just hate Nintendo, money. Nintendo, yeah, just, just... I think they just like... They just like sitting on their on their hoard. I think they just they're 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 a hoarder, but they don't want anyone else to see their collection. They're right. like, you remember those games that we played? You remember how much you liked them? Yeah, but they're mine. And you're not allowed them. <laughs> I want to play them. Yeah, yeah, you but can't like... you share them, Nintendo? No. no so you'd no, like no. some cardboard, and we'll sell you cardboard, and you're a fool. Exactly. Like, you're gonna love cardboard peripherals. That's what you're gonna fucking love. Okay. So have it. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll eventually release Super Smash Bros. as Which well. Is coming out this Friday, by the way. I know. I'm, I know. I'm it's the only it. thing. It's the only thing that anyone's been talking about in school. It's my reason for breathing. It's my reason for breathing at this moment in time. Yeah. Um, do you want to know what the hottest? Because you said you know mini consoles. Mm-hmm. Actually, can we just cover PlayStation Mini? Uh, you know, just quick. Is that um, ah, sure? Yeah. <laughs> Just quickly, the games on it, I feel like they've missed a trick. Why is that, Dave? Um, because, let's be honest, no Crash Bandicoot, mm-hmm. no Spyro, mm-hmm. no Tomb Raider. Correct. Which are like three of the most popular franchises that came out on PlayStation 1. Yeah, but if, if you get them on it. the PlayStation Mini, Dave, you're not going to buy the remakes and remasters yeah, of them that are already and that's out. What, that's what, I think that's what pisses me off. Because you sit there and go, they've blatantly done that just to go, yeah, we've done the remasters, haven't we? Yeah. And like, yeah, but this console also appeals to a market that doesn't own a PlayStation 4. But they're like, yeah, so buy a PlayStation 4. <laughs> Fuck off. Which I have, by the way. I don't know if I've mentioned yeah. that. Black yeah, Friday don't. sales, I got myself a PS4. Really? Yeah, Good shout. Yeah, I bought a um, I bought an Xbox One S because my original Xbox was breaking. <laughs> you own two Xboxes. <laughs> no, I traded in ah. 
my um, so this was a great deal um, by the way I traded in Dave Ellery master of the deals as we all know yeah this is not said to me, let's not talk about deals on this episode guys I did I did actually but now that you now now that you segued into it <laughs> um, there was a Xbox One S mm-hmm. with four new games okay. well two two brand new games and then two old titles but also brand new games does that make sense yeah so they're not second hand games okay so I got the Xbox One S that came with FIFA 19 and Red Dead Redemption 2 okay Red Dead Redemption 2 was also the digital download alright okay which meant that because we're um, me and my brother were sharing um the cloud service as it is uh-huh. he got Red Dead Redemption for free pretty much oh I see what you mean that's cool yeah so uh, and then I got Prey as well as Tomb Raider um, the second one Rise of the Tomb Raider that sounds right yeah yeah I think it's Rise of the Tomb Raider okay I got all of that they were selling all of that for £220 and I looked at him and said okay then I said so I'm going to trade in my original Xbox I said, how much do you reckon I'll, I'll get for this? And it's the original Xbox. I think it, it came with two games, a controller, and a headset. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, this guy was super pedantic because he said to me, have you got the headset? And I said, yeah. And then he went, oh, have you got the HDMI cable? And I was like, no, because obviously the HDMI cable that I use is in the back of my television. Well, yeah. And then he was like, oh, I'm not sure we can take it without a HDMI cable. <laughs> So I said, I looked at him, and by the way, he was standing in front of HDMI cable. Of course he was. Fuck of course he fucking was. So I was looking at him, and he was like, you know what you're trying to do. <laughs> I said, just grab one of those HDMI cables, okay, and if you want to take it, I said, and if it's worth your while, obviously, because it's so hard to sell a second-hand fucking console, isn't it? Mm-hmm. No one wants no. those. No one wants them. They're fucking barely on your shelf. Anyway... <laughs> I sat there and was like, right, yeah, just take just take the price off. That's all you have to do. And he was like, yeah, yeah, if you're okay with that then. And then immediately, almost as if like by rote, he didn't even look at it. He didn't look at the fucking HDMI cable. He reached behind it, grabbed it, put it into the box and went, yeah, done. And I was like, oh, fucking knob it. Anyway, he does that 50 evil... times a day. Yeah, exactly. He's done it, like he said. He's done it about 100 times a fucking day. He's just like, yeah, I do this con all the fucking time. It doesn't matter. Anyway, so... um he then takes the Xbox, he does all these checks on it, I come back an hour later, and then he's got the cheat to say to me, oh, we didn't need the headset. <laughs> so you asked me if I needed the headset, you prick, and then you're not going to fucking take it from me, because no one can fucking use the headset. I was just like, oh, I'm going to kill him. Anyway, all of that over, I get £100. Which That's is actually really good. way better than I thought you were going to get. I was, literally, I was thinking, I'm going to get 50 quid for this fucking console. Yeah. I'm going to get nothing. So I get a hundred quid off. So I get a brand new Xbox One S and four games for hundred and twenty pounds. And I went, oh, that's really fucking good. Especially now if you think about it, you you can get I think the cheapest you can find on Xbox One S is like two hundred and eighty quid <laughs> right. with Red Dead Redemption and a controller. But you got two copies of Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, it's fucking amazing. Fucking anyway, that was my one deal. Um but yeah, back to the mini consoles. The one that has been coming and streaming continuously into my phone via the Tech Raider app. 
as if it wants me to read this news story. The hot console that is coming out. Wow. Okay. What's this going to be? Because everybody loved it. Okay. Can I guess? Go. The Wii. Fuck it. No. Go back. <laughs> back. Uh, Game Boy. Why would they release a mini Game Boy? Because people need to be blind. No, not a handheld. Not a handheld. It was a home console. Oh my god. The the Jaguar 290X. Oh, close. Uh, it's, it's as niche as that. As well, niche not as that. niche. It was a bit more popular than that, but, you know, a little bit earlier than the Jaguar. I think oh, Atari region, but Atari's already released their fucking mini console. I... I'm not that old, Dave. I know I'm 30. It sounds like I'm old, but I'm not that old. It's a Commodore. Ah, okay. But what Commodore? Everyone keeps asking. Of course, it's the Commodore 64. Wow. They can make a Commodore 64 Mini, but not an N64 Mini. That's bullshit. They're the the Commodore 64, yeah, they keep screaming at me. Like, literally, I was looking at it. It's it's quite cheap. Uh 60 pounds. That okay. Bad, it's not half bad. Um, so the Commodore 64, I haven't actually. This is the first time looking at it because obviously I, 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 I wasn't really around when the Commodore 64 was about. So I can't just name the best games on the Commodore 64. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it comes with high definition 720p output. Okay. There we go. Two USB ports Whoa. to plug in a keyboard of your own. Wow. Talk about that. And and you can save and resume a game function which was never on the original Commodore 64. Oh my god. I'm sorry, but you've actually... You must have given us the wrong price. There's no way all of that comes to yeah, anything nice. less than £300. <laughs> Oh my god, sorry, I've just read the fucking advert for it. So, you ready? Roll forward 35 years, kick nostalgia into overdrive with the release of the N60, sorry, the C64 Mini. Oh, Jesus. A tiny but perfectly formed, officially licensed, 50% scale replica of this much loved commercial. I'm sorry. I don't know what any of that noises you were just making were, but. That's a pretty convincing advert, and I would like to buy three. Um, so, it was... Uh, did you hear any of that with my mic too close? I tried to do it for a bit. Uh, your mic was very close, and now it sounds like it's too far away. Oh, sorry. Bell? No. Any bell? You've, you've just kind of gone very quiet all of a sudden. I feel like you might have oh. topped out your oh. volume. Oh. I topped out my volume. Is that better? It's the same. You might want to go into your Skype settings and change, like, the gate or whatever it is. Is that the right term? Hello? There you go. That sounds fine. Oh, there we go. Well, yeah, I I think I just pinched the audio cable with my, um, yeah, anyway. So, yeah, the uh, roll forward 35 years, man. Kick nostalgia into overdrive with this new Commodore 64 Mini. Wow. Anyway, yeah, so that's coming out. I'm sure people out there are fucking... 64 inbuilt built in games oh, surely wow. that's the whole roster that came out on the N64 the Commodore 64 I mean I can't name a single Commodore 64 <laughs> game so I, 
No, neither can I. But anyway, that just keeps screaming at me. I was just like, really? This is the year to release the Commodore 64 (laughs) Mini? This is the year. Not when Atari did it, like talking about eight years ago. Like, you know, you don't want to release it then. You want to release it now when probably everyone who used to play the Commodore 64 has already forgotten what the Commodore 64 was. Well, Dave, this is the year where you put the word Mini on the end of something, it's going to sell. A lot of nostalgia-based yeah. units. Yeah, you got them. So, but can't, yeah, can't follow. <clears throat> okay, next story. Uh, no Man's Sky. They did that update earlier in the year that added multiplayer and a load of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I jumped back on. I had a decent amount of fun with it, but they're still continuing to update it. Um, sounds like they're making the universe a bit more weird and. Uh, they're changing things up so you'll get more sort of variation in the planets you visit, which is a good change. Uh, I don't know if it'll necessarily lure me back in, but I think what's going yeah, to be good what... about that game is every few years or so they'll do something crazy in it. Like like when they had a multiplayer, it was actually a massive change that made it really interesting. Yeah. So I think in like a year or so, they'll probably release something else and then I'll get back into it for a few months. And I'm okay for No Man's Sky to be that game for me. Yeah, I was about to say, you know, a drop-in, drop-out sort of title, then fine. It just obviously doesn't have the longevity that everyone expected it to have. Yeah, which is a shame. Um, I assumed it was going to be the game I would never stop playing, but Mm -hmm. it was the game I very quickly stopped playing. (laughs) But it was the opposite. It was the game I quickly quit. (laughs) Yep, they're calling it the Visions update, Um, and this headline says it adds alien archaeology... And makes the universe weirder and more surprising. So, I mean, that all sounds fine. But I, you know, this was posted November 21st. And I've not heard anyone really talk about No Man's Sky in that time. So, Right, yeah. So it might be a while, yeah. It might be. Maybe a few updates. Maybe when they start adding, like, you can have sex with aliens. <laughs> you can Captain Kirk the shit out of the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Big time, yeah. Voice chat. All that, all that good stuff. They'd have a thing as well where you can like you slowly uncover the aliens' languages. Yeah. So it would if one time like it was like you uncovered the alien word for anal. You'd be like, whoa, hold on. <laughs> what? What? Say what now? <laughs> that gonna come into a conversation? And it just slowly trickles in. And it just slowly, yeah, like you said, some weird, some weird interspecies relationship just slowly trickles into the game. Yeah, as you learn um, more and more, words, your character's like, uh, "Are you coming on to me?" And then the alien just starts like sucking you. Sucking yeah, exactly. You um, you anyway, <laughs> reading off your fan fiction. Well, uh, there's there's an episode for that, but it's not this episode. <laughs> uh, next story: Shenmue Three. Um, oh yeah. As. Uh, announced the amount that they've raised. I mean, Shenmue 3 is the game. It's not like... Yeah, it's not the actual body. No. Uh, (laughs) Shenmue 3 has not become fucking sentient and started raising money for itself. It got sick and tired of the developers trying to do it, so it was just like, I will do it myself. Yeah. Uh, So they've been crowdfunding for three years, and in that three years, they've managed to raise just over $7 million. Seven million dollars. Is that enough? Is that what I wanted? Um, I don't think that's going to be enough. Okay. Yeah, because I was about to say, I don't think it's going to do the Shenmue series justice if a game released seven million dollars. Yeah, from what I understand about 
Shenmue. It's a game uh, very much about being able to do kind of anything. Yeah, you're like in control, and it's like super realistic to to the fact that like everything's got like realistic closing times, things like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you need to get to the shop today. And you're like, yeah, okay, I'll do it. And then you just go, you've got five minutes till the shop closes. <laughs> now you need to wait 12 hours until it opens again. And you're like, oh, what? Oh, no, no, come on. Okay, I'll just go to sleep. Shit, he's not tired. <laughs> oh, okay, then fuck, what do I do now? Entertain yeah. yourself. Uh, and it seems like sort of a Red Dead Redemption 2 has some similar stuff to that. Like, that's a very expansive and open world. And it took Rockstar... Yeah like 10 times this budget and like six times the amount of time yeah. to make that game so maybe not a great indication that Shenmue 3 is is on yeah, the perfect yeah. track <laughs> we're not going to say that it's going to be super successful no I mean they've got time they could always get more funding from anywhere else but it's just uh, interesting I would have thought that game would have been like making all the money in the world yeah like everyone talks about it like Shenmue series if it's a cult classic and like even like I said is that like there's there's YouTube channels that have recently like taken it on as like a mantra and be like I will complete Shenmue 2 and like oh all, all these mini games are freaking impossible but I will do it and so it has like this cult standing as one of the uh, most realistic but unnecessarily difficult games <laughs> mm-hmm. alright uh, well yeah I, I did imagine it being Bell. Anyway, yeah, me too. See what happens. Yeah. Uh, we're on to our last story, Dave. Um, oh, okay. Did you know that a new Tony Hawk game comes out in a week? Holy shit, what's it called? It's called... I did not know this. Tony Hawk Skate Jam, and it's for mobile phones. Skate Jam. Yeah. So Tony here's my question Hawk's to you, Dave. Oh, fucking hell. What flavour is Tony Hawk Skate Jam? So it's a mobile game. Mm-hmm. So you're thinking, what sort of game would work on mobile? It's going to be something fucking completely left field, isn't it? No. Because <laughs> so it's something completely predictable. So it's going I, to be a normal skate game. This is more an opportunity to just to make puns about the word jam and how it can be. Oh, sorry. A food and no, it's alright, mate. I... I've gone too right. conceptual. Skip this. Let's skip this. Like, so no, 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 don't, don't, don't skip it. Let's edit this bit out until you just said what flavour is then going to be the jam. Because I'm sorry, I'm going to say marmalade. That's not a jam. That's a mar- it is marmalade. A jam. Oh shit! It's a marmalade. Fuck! I fucked it up again. I mean, um, strawberry. That's what flavour the jam's going to be. Oh, I've just lost it now. Good stuff. <laughs> The actual answer is melon, <laughs> because a melon is a skateboarding trick. Oh my god! That was oh. a I I had that joke set for a while, and it was completely fucking awful. Oh god! Sorry, I killed it even more. It didn't deserve to live. It should have been aborted. <laughs> Hello everybody and welcome to this week's video game music segment. The podcast may change uh, quite drastically every now and then, but the music segment's been a mainstay of this thing for a good, I don't know, 130 so episodes, <laughs> so I figure it might as well keep going. 
Um, this week's music is from a little indie game called God of War, I think that's pronounced correctly, um, for the PlayStation 4, um, which I now own one of and have been playing that game. Uh, hear my thoughts about it later on, maybe, um, but for now I'm going to tell you that the soundtrack is very good. It's by a guy called Bear McCreary, whose name you may recognise if you're a fan of Battlestar Galactica, because he did the uh, music for that. He also does the music for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is a show I love, and also for The Walking Dead, which is a tiny little show which you may have heard of, uh, as well as maybe for various films. Music for various films. Um, and he does the music for God of War as well. So the track I'm going to play for you today is from the soundtrack to God of War, composed by Bear McCreary, and it's called Ashes.
first review of this episode of the Game Central podcast is going to be Hitman 2, which is a sequel to Hitman, uh, which came out two years ago, was yep. episodic, uh, shouldn't have been good at all, had no right to uh, be good in any way, and was actually yep. fucking awesome. Um, I'm happy to announce that Hitman 2 is also awesome. Oh, fantastic. Um, but it's disappointing. Um, still good. It still has almost exactly the same gameplay, which in my opinion is a good thing. You know, there's always that yeah. thing with sequels where if it's the same, people are like, oh, I just wish they kind of would do something different. And then if it's something different, they'll be like, well, it kind of gets away Why'd from they the first it? game. Yeah, uh, why they change it? The first game was so much better. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but for me, um, it keeps all the same gameplay, just adds a bunch of new levels, a few new mechanics, but nothing too major. The main issue is that first game, you know, they were bringing out new levels like all year, um, every yeah. month. It felt like there was a new level or there's something new they were adding to the game and constantly updating it. And then this one, it's just like, here's five levels and that's it. Um, nothing episodic about it. The levels aren't too difficult. They're pretty fun, I guess. But it just kind of dumps all this content in your lap and you finish it and then it's like, oh, that was good. But I, I don't know if it felt like 40 quid's worth, you know? Yeah. Yeah, is it um, is it enough? I think in my like, it it makes me happy that it's not episodic. Like me personally, um, I bought Hitman as like the complete series, and I enjoyed playing through it. Um, but like you said, it they continued to had a, have a part to play, and even now you sit there and go, oh, there's so many like extra missions and like you know extra things that you can do in each mission now because it was episodic. So like you said, if people bought only the first two episodes, they still wanted it to make it worth your while by continuously adding gameplay features to those episodes yeah. to be like, oh no, play them again. Oh, have you done it this way? Have you tried this assassination target instead of the main assassination target? And so, like you said, it felt like they still had their hand in the mix to yeah. be like, oh, let's make it more interesting. Um, I hope that Hitman 2 has some sort of function to that. Like, you know what I mean? Where they're like still improving it. They're still trying to add interest to it. But I'm happy that it all comes out at once rather than having to you know, spend money on each episode. Uh, I guess that's um, fair. They've already, um, they did one of their elusive targets, which is a target that you only get one chance at. Um, if you don't do it successfully, you never get to try it again. Um, okay. The target was Sean Bean. Oh, yes. Uh, so you had to kill Sean Bean. And that was actually really cool. That he had his own, like, dialogue, and he had his own little stuff that he was talking about that sounded like its own separate story, maybe. They could definitely bring him back as well, but uh, I, I don't know. I, I honestly think it would have been better if they did the exact same model as the first game. Bring out a level, and then a month and a half later, bring out the next level. Because if they had done that, okay. by the end of the year, they'd be up to like six levels, and it would still feel like yeah. quite a lot. Whereas, as it is, I completed the whole thing in like a night, pretty much. Yeah, And that just doesn't feel that do the levels feel as in depth as the first one 
because like I said like previously when we were talking about the first game in like a past podcast mm-hmm. go check it out um, oh, the there Game Central was, podcast yeah the Game Central one you know oh, the wow. one that's uh, the best content man has ever made wow I've heard they have uh, like almost 137 episodes yeah I heard that as well I heard wow. it's a it's a really good listen so listen to them in consecutive order <laughs> Every single one. Maybe not the first, like, two or three. You skipped it. To generate, yeah, from, like, episode four all the way up to 137, it's just gold. Okay? And you you don't need to consume any other media. But, yeah, like I said, is that, like, um, I would... I spent genuinely about four hours playing the fashion show mission just to complete all of the objectives. Like, you know, I was, like, addicted to the mission. Right to be like because it felt like you said I guess the positive that I brought from the episodic nature is it felt complete (laughs) it felt really fleshed out it felt like they thought about everything and even that one episode felt like I played an entire game yeah because you sit there and go right there's so much to do here there's so many different ways that I can complete it and the challenges were really interesting they weren't they were well thought out they weren't easy some of them mm-hmm. and like it caused you you know well it made you think it made you go oh how am I going to get that like well and then it made you learn the mission to be like oh that guy does that then so I can get he's 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 disguised there and then pick up the wrench to get into this bit to do that and yeah. then to do that and then there were like really easy missions like um, or really, really easy objectives like be the silent sniper yeah. And all you have to do is just go onto the pier, pick up the sniper rifle, walk all the way to the top, set off the um, fireworks and just shoot them both. <laughs> Done. And then walk out, get the boat and just drive away. So you sit there and go, like, there's two, they're fully fleshed out and they thought about every single play style and every single, like, outcome. Yeah. And I so, think if that's the is that the same really in enjoyed, Hitman 2? then you'll get more of that. Yeah. I mean, it's the same team, the same people making yeah. the same type of thing. Um, it just uh, I don't know it, Like I've gone back to a few of the missions and I've redone them with different ways of killing the people or getting around and seeing what else there is in the level but um, something about it just doesn't have the same appeal to me I don't know if it's the level specifically uh, maybe there's one too many where it's like you're in a city oh, you got to yeah. navigate around all, all the different bits of this city I think there's like two levels that are like that I don't really enjoy those as much, but the um, the one they kept showing um, before the game came out of that like race track, um, yeah, that is a good level. Um, there's another level which takes place in like just a, a suburb, which is interesting, okay. but um, it's it it's not like interesting enough to be one of only five levels. You know, if it was like yeah. one of ten levels, you'd be like, okay, yeah, this is a nice little diversion from the usual type of thing. But I don't think anything, in my opinion, nothing uh, gets on the same level as that fashion show map. The Paris map in the first one yeah. is fucking fantastic. Um, yeah, no, I think thinking about the um, the first game, like the maps that stand out are like the fashion show, the hospital um, oh, one, yeah. really good. I enjoyed that one because it was so challenging. It wasn't obvious how you get places and do things. Um, 
So I found that one entertaining. And then just for the pure fun of it, I really liked the like militia camp that you were in. Like it was a really small mission, and you were you had to you had to take out like three targets. And I remember one of them is that you you pretend to be the um, the firing squad. Um, is it the fuck? Yeah, like they do a test run. And you can like malfunction like the car crash, oh, where yeah, the guy yeah. okay. where the guy Colorado. goes up and tries to yeah, and the guy goes up and tries to fix it, and then you just sneak off the line and you go up to the button and you press it and you just crush his head against like the um, the machine, and everyone just looks really shocked, and you just casually just walk away as if everyone no one actually saw this bald man walk over to the console and press the button to kill him. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like no, that was definitely silent. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I remember like all those missions, and like you can put like a, a small detonator into the guy's phone. So when um, and then you just go into the other room and you call it, and then he picks up the phone and just blows his whole head off. Um, yeah, I mean it's stuff like that. It, it's not a massive departure. Um, yeah, it it doesn't feel quite as uh, quite as up to the level of the first game. But this game, yeah. at some point, is going to be like. 20 quid and at that yeah, point that's it's it. a no brainer yeah. I, think, I think it was the same as I think we said the last last time um, with the, when when it first came out each episode probably wasn't worth it but as a bundle especially when it's on a deal it's so worth it mm-hmm. so I think like, like you said they're, they're trying to get the maximum profit by selling it at a higher price but everyone will probably buy it if you're patient when it comes down yeah, and if you played the first Hitman, you get all those levels transferred into the second one. Oh, right, so it's one game hub, as yeah. it were. Uh, your progress doesn't carry over, but if you really liked those first levels, you just get to play them again. And you can bring oh, in nice. some of the new mechanics. So, like, one of the new items you can have in Hitman 2 is a briefcase that can have a, pretty much anything in it. Yes, yeah. So you just smuggle a sniper rifle into any level in a briefcase, and no one really checks the briefcase. And you, then you could bring that into those original Hitman levels, which completely could change those if you're big into, into that. So there's definitely a lot of value there. It's just, I would I would wait. I would wait until it's like 20 quid and then snatch it up. Because by then they might have even added more levels, I don't know. Oh, yeah, it sounds good, sounds good. It is good, it is good. I don't want to uh, downplay it. It's a yeah. very high quality game made by a very talented studio. Um it's just not quite up to that first game. I would give it like a uh, like a four out of five, but only yeah. just a four. It's like crowning, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You see the top. Of it's it's just there. Head crowning out. Of yeah, the crowning out of the four. Just going. Woo! <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that sounds good. Sounds good. I I will definitely buy it um, once I get through my current haul of games because for once in my entire existence of this podcast I've actually got new games oh my god I can't uh, wait for what you've been playing shit the bed <laughs> um, right um, are you ready almost heaven West Virginia Mountains, Shenandoah River. Life is all there, older than the trees, younger than the mountains, blowing like the breeze. Country roads take. 
Right, for those eagerly anticipated, uh, eagerly waiting to hear the Fallout 76 review. Now, to to pre-warn people, I want to start off by saying that this is the first time I've ever had to write notes for a review for the sole purpose to stop myself from ranting about this game for the next hour. (laughs) <laughs> I've written down bullet point notes to consolidate my uh, thoughts and to make sure that I cover everything. Now, for those, um, for, it's pretty impossible not to hear about Fallout 76. Uh, we are a bit late to the bandwagon, uh, but everyone is saying that it is a dreadful buggy mess, mm-hmm. and they are correct. Oh no. Um, okay. Uh, I'm not jumping on the bandwagon because it's cool to say this game is banned. Uh, bad, sorry. It's bad. I'm going to say it's bad because it's bad. Um, you know, I can't really say anything else. <laughs> but anyway, for the viewers, um, listeners, a full disclosure, do you want to hear? Is that Bethesda did send us, they were very kind to send us a promotional copy of the game. True. Uh, we are very grateful that they sent us this copy of the game. I like the fact that they know that we exist, but of course they know that we exist. We're the greatest thing in games media. That is true. Number one, with a bullet. Number one. Okay. And also, full disclosure, uh, I have only played this game for an entirety of five hours. Okay. Normally that wouldn't be long enough to formulate an opinion, but as this game doesn't Precisely. actually have an ending or a story or a beginning or any oh, actual content, I think that's probably fine. Yeah. Five hours was the maximum that I could play this game before I literally said to myself, that is enough. <laughs> okay, I just can't do this anymore. But as you can tell, this is primarily going to be a one-sided review. I will actually start with some positives. Let's 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 get some positives in there because sneaking in the in the in the shit-filled mud mess which is this game, um, there are some positives okay. if you want to look. Okay, so number one, the voice acting in this game is extremely good. Oh wow! Okay, um, you'll be listening to a shit ton of hollow tapes. Okay, that's that's actually a, a measurement a shit ton of hollow tapes because it's the primary way that uh, the the story of the game, if you want to call it that, uh, gets delivered to you. Every single holotype that you listen to is fantastically acted. It's, you know, convincing. It gets you excited about what you're actually going to start doing. And it's really, it, like, interesting. Like, each person that you listen to, because obviously no one's alive in this game, but I'll come back to that. Um, you know, every single person that you listen to sounds different. It sounds like they're, they, they could exist they sound realistic and I know that sounds stupid because obviously they're realistic but I'm saying is that the characters that they're trying to sell to you sound like characters which should exist in this world so Bethesda's done an extremely good job of bringing over the Fallout world into this world and making you know making it believable through the voice acting and the holotapes leading on from that the sound is extremely good like they have radio stations in the game Mm mm-hmm now, not radio stations as in like a Ubisoft game where you've got to like overtake a radio tower. I mean actual radio stations that play music. And the music in it is really good. And it actually 
prevents or gives you a nice break from the continuous monotonous drone which actually plays in the background <laughs> if you are walking around so instead of like you know having quite nice like um so saying red dead you've got like quite nice um atmospheric noise coming in when you're walking around the world no in fallout 76 you just have this monotonous drone of music which changes when you go to different places but i found it a lot more entertaining in my very short five five hour period just to play one of the radio stations which might be playing like all the sounds that all the songs that you would expect to exist in fallout so like really nice jazz old school rock and roll some like um like rockabilly stuff in there it's just really entertaining to listen to it and all the bands are really good as well that's cool Um, but i feel compelled to mention that in your first two positives you also mentioned negatives yeah okay sorry they just bleed through they just bleed (laughs) through okay um the character customization again really good really in depth this might sound like a negative because they have lifted it from Fallout 4, so it's more of the same. <laughs> but um, and the, like, like I said, the customization is good. There's got a good selection of clothes that you can find in the world. Uh, again, sadly, you you do favour the armor pieces for obvious reasons, yeah. and they all look the same. Um, so that kind of dwindles out. But like I said, once you come out of the armor suit, and you'll be like, oh, look how cool that guy looks. You know, he looks totally different from me. Um, my fourth point is the fact that each quest starts off really well. Okay. They're interesting. It sounds cool. You want to investigate more. Okay. Uh, like I said, you start off by listening to the holotapes, um, which is really fun if you're able to without getting eaten, killed, attacked, or burned alive. <laughs> you know, if you're able to listen to the holotapes in peace, then, um, yeah, it's really interesting you want to actually investigate and you want to complete the tasks and there's also a vast variety of quests to do so i guess that's a positive sure and then i'm also going to say because i wasn't able to play it this is just a guess that my experience could have been improved if i had friends um (laughs) most things (laughs) but this is it i would argue that any game can be improved by giving you a co-op function to play with your friends because a lot of the fun comes from the fact that you're playing with your friends rather than the game that you're playing um so yeah that's it my five positives (laughs) of the game all right, let's end this review there. Five out of five. Okay, five like positives. It. There we go. Seemingly small things, but the game does get them right. So, you know, you give it the credit. Sure. Uh, so, sadly, the rest of the game misses oh, no. on so many occasions. <laughs> it's painful. So, here's my eight non-ranting points to begin Ooh. with. Okay. So, first one. For the first three days of my experience playing Fallout, I couldn't play it. Oh, yeah, I remember you sending me pictures and shit. (laughs) Do you remember this? So, on the first day I wanted to play it, tough, there's a patch of 30 gig. Okay? Now, I want to say this, um, is that the first... So, when you insert the disc and you're downloading the game, it's 100 gigabytes to download. Jesus Christ. Okay? A hundred gigabytes of code gets downloaded onto your console, and that is the game. On my first playthrough, 30 gigabytes of that 100 gigabytes got replaced with a patch. (laughs) Jesus. So that took the best part of an evening to download. 
I then couldn't play it for the, the day uh, after. So I played it, you know, two days later. <laughs> then a 40 gigabyte patch. So again, my second attempt, only two days after a 30 gigabyte patch, a 40 gigabyte patch came out. Okay? Yeah. So again, replacing not only the 30 gigabytes that was replaced, replacing another 40 gigabytes of the game's code with another patch. Okay? It's so insane. Again, so again, couldn't play it. Okay, took most of the evening to download and install that patch. I was like, fine, that's fine. For family circumstances and being busy, I couldn't play the game for at least another three days. Okay, I went, finally, I can sit down and experience Fallout 76. I was actually quite excited, and this is the picture I finally sent you of the 50 gigabyte download <laughs> patch. And I went, for the first three times that I've tried to play this game, I've just been met with humongous patches. Not small two gigabyte patches, massive. This is half the game's data which they now had to replace with a patch yeah. okay half the code in the game had to be replaced because it was what unplayable okay so i dread to think the the final finished product that i played was awful which meant what the hell was it like before all of these gargantuan patches that they had to go through i dread to think what it, it was like yeah um, i think we could probably like YouTube oh. it or something to see, but I just, I, I just, like I want to like Fallout I've games. I don't wanna... Exactly, I've seen I've seen um, post or pre-patch video where like enemies were like T-posing towards you because the animation hasn't loaded in. I have seen like when people have like walked into stairs hitting invisible walls and then just falling through the ground because <laughs> like the game couldn't load. Um, so luckily, none of those glitches for me happened. However, my first three attempts of playing this game were just met with humongous patches. Mm. Um, so that's my first moan, is that if you can't get the game right, first of all, don't release it. Simple as. Like, you need to do it. Anyway, my second point. The fundamental aspects of Fallout 76 is a survival-based game. It is a survival game based in the Fallout universe. Doesn't inherently sounds, sound bad. No, which sounds really good and entertaining, okay? But ends up being excessively boring and vapid. <laughs> there is literally... The survival aspects of the game become an endless bug and nuisance. Now, most survival games, and let's think like of really basic survival games like Minecraft, Yeah. the balance between doing things and also surviving the balance is met. So I can, for example, in Minecraft, if I'm taking a very basic example, I can build things and adventure without continuously thinking, oh my God, I need to eat or drink. Mm -hmm. In Fallout 76, each one of your actions directly affects one of your needs. So for example, if I'm running, because it makes sense, uh -huh. if I'm running, I am more likely to get hungry and thirsty quicker. I mean, yeah, that's real life right there. That's real life, okay? That's fine if, for example, we could drive somewhere or use a different mode of transport. No. The only thing you do in this game is run. So you are constantly eating and drinking to replenish your stats because you are being forced to run, which feels to me like a 
you know, which makes everything slower. And right. it feels like it's been placed there on purpose to draw out these quite meaningless tasks. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh no, you need to sit down and you need to eat. Um, oh no, you need to drink. Oh, but to drink, you need to get radiated water and then you need to purify it in a purifier. And then to do that, you need to build a camp. And then it ends up becoming like this endless day-night cycle where all you're actually doing is just fighting to survive a day. Right. And not in a good way, in a really boring <laughs> way. Like, it's the most hardcore survival games because there are little to no resources around, meaning that you spend about 95% of your time filling your inventory with food and drink and water and ammo and, like, med kits so that you can do a task mm-hmm. but you have to like fully prepare yourself for a task because if you get there and say for example right oh crap I haven't got enough med kits the game will just punish you <laughs> and just like completely like eradicate like your hunger and then you'll die of starvation or or you've run too far without drinking sorry you've died <laughs> like you're dead because you haven't drank enough right so like it feels like I'm continuously and like these it's kind of like, like I said again, a balance. In Minecraft or in other survival games, I am notified when I'm hungry. I am notified when I'm getting thirsty. Mm-hmm. In this game, it tells you none of that. You Wait, have to what? continuously keep checking your pit boy to be like, am I hungry? Where's my thirst? Okay. Wait. The controller, I think, lightly vibrates when you get close to dying, but it's not enough of an indicator to tell you, oh, actually, I'm about to die. You literally just die. What the fuck? Yeah, literally. They like, figured this out in Minecraft. Minecraft's ten years old. They figured Thank this out you. then. If you if you aren't continuously checking your um, you know pit boy to see oh shit, but there's no like measure. There's no realistic measure. So for example, I've just ran down the street, and I don't know whether you know. Sometimes it drains none of my thirst. Sometimes it drains a quarter of it. Like there's no like even kill to say like oh i've exerted myself more than i should have done i need to just sit down and rest or i need to drink like there seems to be like no gauge as it were or at least that i found <sighs> that i could kind of do it correctly exactly um so that really pissed me off <laughs> because I, I felt like i was playing like i said the most hardcore survival game i've ever played but it also takes away like people say oh that's world building but I sit there and go, no, that just takes a game mechanic and makes it a chore. Yeah. And it felt massively like a chore. Like, you know, that my guy was unrealistic incap- like, unrealistically incapable of, like, surviving for, like, more than 12 hours. Like, you know, I understand that someone has to eat regularly. But you sit there and you go, when food is so rare, mm-hmm. like, you would... Like, now I need to go hunt and get more food. I need to make sure that it's safe to eat without killing myself or giving myself a disease. So I end up, like I said, it becomes a chore because there's too many steps to make things accessible for you to eat or drink. Right. So it makes sense in a realistic aspect because obviously I'm in a fallout zone. Everything is irradiated, okay? It makes sense. But seeing as cooking or purifying water isn't easy... Like, it's not like in Red Dead where I can set up camp wherever I want and just cook something, eat something, make something, drink something. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Like, the camp is a static location that can be moved, but it's quite difficult and it costs money um, to move it. So, 
I'm saying is that you have to it's a constant to and fro of like balancing it feels like I spent more time balancing my own needs like in game than and the, the game didn't help you do that so it became a chore that's what I'm trying to say survival was a chore right. and it should be a chore it should be enjoyable as well as being difficult they haven't got the balance that's what I'm trying to say right that's a shame hmm it's a shame because like I said before a survival game in the Fallout universe sounded interesting it sounds like a marriage made in heaven <laughs> exactly so why is it so hard like you know why make it so hard um, linked to that point the world like I said before is just empty vapid and void of anything interesting to look at or interact with right. it feels like a dead world and I understand that that's kind of the point of Fallout. To a but... certain extent, yeah. But there's, <clears throat> yeah. There's not usually Bethesda will cram just every corner of their worlds with yeah. little things here and there, little things to find. Oh, here's a book on the ground. Why is that there? Oh, maybe someone's written in the back of the book in blood and then that'll start off a quest or some... Just Precisely. everywhere in all those games. There's all kinds so of... So all of that stuff. thing I was fully prepared for. Having not played a Fallout game, I was like, right, I don't really know what to expect, but like hearing other people, like you just said, play them, they were like, oh no, don't just uh, don't leave any stone unturned. Yeah. So the game still allows you to pick up like a, a million bits of junk. Okay. But sadly, in this game, they're just junk. You don't have an option. Like you can look around them, but there's no hidden things. Right. Like so, for example, like you said, a book is literally just a book. It's used to craft firewood done that's it that's That's all it is so i feel like they've missed it and although like the world is filled with these um interesting locations and they all look different and they're all more colorful than it was getting in between those locations it's just a it's just an absolute empty void it's just forest and because the game doesn't load quick enough and like things clip in so suddenly you would just be like, oh, I'm just walking along the road. And then it would be like, tree, 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 car, car, car. And suddenly like the world just appears in front of you. <laughs> it kind of takes away from the gaming experience because instead of being involved in the world, and again, I'll keep using it as an example to compare it, but Red Dead Redemption 2, you sit there and you just go, I'm walking through like the wilderness and I'm looking around and saying, oh, look at all these beautiful sunsets and all these beautiful, oh, in the distance over there, that's the... T- town i'm going to mm-hmm. no in fallout 76 it'll be like empty road empty road empty road with like greeny black blue splodges in front of you and then suddenly it all just all the detail just comes in and so like it constantly reminds you that you're in a game it just you can never get engulfed in it and so despite the fact that they force you to walk from place to place and this is a perfect opportunity for them to show you the environment Mm-hmm. And this is a perfect opportunity to say to them, like, look how amazing this is. Go explore over there. Go explore over there. You don't want to because you can't see any of it. And then you're also scared that you might start clipping through the floor or something. <laughs> and, like, you know, the game is bleak and it's lacking personality. And for something like a, a Fallout game, that's quite disappointing because I've seen people go into towns, and despite the fact it's a Fallout zone, despite the fact that everything looks drab and dreary, it's still full of character. Yeah. But when you go into these towns that still look full of character, everything is empty. Like, there's nothing inside these buildings. It's like an empty shell. It's like I've just entered a server with no one in it. And you just go, oh. Because that's literally what I've done. <laughs> He's like, oh, great. 
Right. And despite the fact they go, oh, every single player in Fallout 76 will be one of those players that you want to interact with. Yeah. No. Other players are dicks. Okay. <laughs> All they want to do is hinder you because that's what players do. Okay. I need NPCs in this game. <laughs> like, I need someone to talk to. But like I, I said in my notes, so every person in inverted comma that you meet is dead. Right. But just so happens to have recorded a holotape for you to listen to to progress the story. And it just becomes a bit drab. Like every single time you go, oh, look, he's dead. Oh, I'm going to pick up the holotape. Oh, yeah, let's listen to it again. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Oh, yeah, that's amazing. And it will be like, oh, go find my um, colleague, Dr. Blah, blah, blah. And he will tell you more. Why? I Let me guess, he's dead. And then right. you go to the place. Oh, yeah, he's dead. But he's recorded a holotape, which is on his desk. I guess I'll listen to it. <laughs> and so it just became so monotonous. Um, everything else in the game is either a robot. Okay. Something that wants to kill you. All right. Or is a robot that wants to kill you. Well, that's, that's, those everything. are the three food groups right there. Yeah. It's you, other players, sorry, robots... Things that want to kill you, like mutants mm-hmm. or robots who want to kill you, they're the only things that you'll come across. Okay, that's it. That is so. Uh, like I said, again, a universe which is made and kind of built up on interesting characters and interesting stories. 100%. None of that's here. None of that's here. Like none of the personality comes through. It's, it feels like someone's mocked up the personality, but then has forgotten what made the game good. They're like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, look, here's all the visual style that you're used to." But it wasn't the visual style that it wasn't just the visual style that dragged people to this franchise. Yeah. It was also like when you walk into the town, you would hear the music playing in the distance. You could see other things. You could meet these interesting characters with interesting character designs. That's what made the game. But instead, it's just like, oh, here's another player in Fallout armor. Here's another mutant who's trying to kill me. Right. Here's an empty building. And inside the buildings, everything just looks the same. Everything's just trashed and burnt. That's it. And it's just like, right. So again, it has an interesting outer shell. But when you get inside, it's just void of right. all interesting features. There's nothing nice to look at. Um, Much like so, yeah. myself. Much like you, yeah. <laughs> so I mentioned briefly, this is my fourth point, halfway through, is that the camp system was good. It sounds interesting to start off with. So the camp system is a combination of the Fallout 4 town system where you would build your own buildings, mm-hmm. okay, but it's portable. So you have like this um, robot generator that you shove in the middle of a zone and well you shove it in a place and it creates a zone where you can build you know bit suggestive but okay you can shove it anywhere <laughs> you can put it anywhere oh wow that you want I'm buying this anywhere. game today <laughs> but yeah so it gives you like a nice green zone and it says oh yeah you can build shit here and you're like oh fantastic so you can fully customise and build your own camp mm-hmm. which sounds amazing yeah okay sadly the um, the building aspect and the customization aspect is hindered by the fact that you need resources, which is fine, but mm-hmm. also you need to find blueprints. Right. If you don't have the blueprint to build the thing, 
you don't get to build it okay so simple things like uh you know i i, I want to build a wall out of wood uh-huh no you haven't got the blueprint for the wooden wall yeah but i've got wooden planks and nails surely my guy can just figure <laughs> this shit out no no he can't figure this shit out until he's got a blueprint to tell him how to build it he's been but, living in a vault underground yeah. for 20 years and no yeah. one at, at one point was like let's teach you how to build things yeah. for the inevitable leaving the vault so again it just feels like another hindrance it feels like another game delaying tactic to make it feel more padded out than it actually is you know instead of just saying to people like if you have the resources it's common sense you can just build whatever you want no so your camp purposely obviously starts off shit you've only got a small like um mattress that you've got no choice but to lay on the ground and then the game promptly tells you a mattress on the ground is um is likely to get disease. Build a platform for it, and you're like, oh okay, I might I might have missed a trick. So I go into the menu, go onto the platform. You don't have the blueprint to build a platform. <sighs> Where do I find the blueprint? I'm not going to tell you. It's somewhere. And you're like, great. So now I've got to go and fucking hunt hunt for this fucking blueprint. Otherwise, if I sleep on that mattress when it's rained, I'm going to get some disease and wake up with a cold or something. Like. <laughs> Like, normally, when Bethesda make games, they think everything through so thoroughly, it takes yeah. them, like, a, half a decade to make a game, because everything is just accounted for. If yeah, at any point, it. you're like, oh, it I wonder if this rushed. is... Oh, it is. Yeah, like, it feels rushed. But like I said, again, something which could be interesting and could be fun, again, turns into a chore. Mm-hmm. Um, what isn't helped is the fact that the building mechanism so the interface to do it is so bad and like counterintuitive so first of all everything is really laggy it's really hard to control it forces you into like this restricted first person view so if something is bigger than what you can actually see you don't really know the scale of it so you're like oh fuck how big is this wall like, why can't I place this item there? And then you realise it just goes, oh, there's an obstruction. And you're like, what obstruction? But then you can't see the fact that it's so tall that the tree above you is obstructing it because it can't build through the tree, obviously. But you can't see that. There's no way of zooming out to see what you're actually doing. Um, or, like, changing the first-person view. So, for example, tilting your head. You can't do that. You can't, like, look around or change, like, the view that you've got you've just got this very restricted first person view which doesn't really show you much and then like I said like the navigation buttons are like counterintuitive to like what you would expect it to be so for example in the menu system main menus are controlled with LB and RB on an Xbox controller okay and then sub menus are controlled by the triggers okay where in any other game it's the opposite way around so it's like counterintuitive so I'm everyone is so used to clicking the trigger buttons to control the main menus to flick through and then obviously the bumper buttons are controlling the sub menus but it's like like I said it's 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 backwards and um the game also is very oddly specific about where you can place things so it would be like, oh no, this bit is low, uh, is floating. It needs to be on flat ground. And you're like, okay, that makes sense. But then it would be like, no, that ground's too flat. It needs to be a bit bumpier. And it would be like, where can I place this thing? And it's like so oddly specific of where you can put things is that 
it kind of makes building also impossible because you can't cust- like they want you to build these custom structures obviously that's the point in this camp system but because it's so very particular it kind of becomes too much of a chore for you to do it again right. and so like me personally walking around I-, I saw amazing structures being built by these like uh, these other players in the server that I was in mm-hmm. but all I could imagine was just like fucking hell you have got so much patience and I also question your sanity because to build a structure like that must have taken you hours to place each bit individually into the place where it can only go um, you know it'll be like oh this wall needs to be connected to another wall it needs to be connected to a foundation that needs to be connected to a bed and for all of these checkboxes to like coexist into one structure I was just like yeah it's just completely counterintuitive it almost it almost is a game in itself to try and build yourself a camp and like I said again I didn't have the patience to try and mine and to like get all of the stuff that I needed to build a simple house um and then like I said before like blueprints are just impossible to find and it takes up and when you do find a blueprint your inventory space is so small that when you go and find the resources you can only build like so for example if I eventually found a wooden wall blueprint and I wanted to build a four door structure or a four a basic structure of four walls mm-hmm. I can only hold enough resources for say one wall or one and a half walls uh... which is frustrating why so you build a wall and then you're like great now I need to go find more wood and more nails to build the other wall and so like I said it just extends this which should be a very fun and creative process it extends it to make it into such a fucking chore and you're just like why why is this so difficult like this isn't fun oh but it's realistic okay yes it's fucking realistic but it's not realistic that I'm carrying a 4x4 four four in my trouser pocket, is it? <laughs> but I am. <laughs> but you can only carry seven 4x4s. Four okay, then. Why? It, it's just it's frustrating. That's what I'm saying. It sounds frustrating. Really frustrating. So, yeah, like I said, to build a very basic structure, you have to do multiple farming trips to get the resources and to do it. And like I said, like the resources aren't close together they're few and far between so that like might take up one gameplay session you need to commit to building that very basic structure so you don't get fucking the plague or whatever it is from sleeping on the floor (laughs) you know it's such a fucking pain in the ass I'm getting through it let's just carry on keep going (coughs) let's go so the movement is so slow so slow and like I said like the quests are so far away from each other but the only move the only form of transport is walking or running but your stamina bar is so small that he can run for maybe 20 yards before he just like starts breathing really heavily and he needs to walk again and it takes forever for that stamina bar filled up yeah so it just feels like you're boosting it everywhere and it takes genuinely about 20 minutes to get to like to the first checkpoint and you're like, oh, for fuck's sake. So again, it's a chore to get there. There's no cars. There's no horses. You can't fly anywhere. You literally just run. All right. And you've got a limited stamina bar. It's unrealistic hard. Um, what's the name? So 
So running is an unrealistic, difficult task for your character. I mean, and yeah, I, in real life as well for me. Yeah, but again, <laughs> this is the person who's been training. This is the person, and it sets it up massively in like the the preamble, as it were, in all the big cutscenes to be like, this is the best of the best people. They're going to rebuild America to be great again after the fallout. So you're telling me that this guy can't run more than 30 yards without getting knackered. <sighs> and then, like I said before, when I run, so the more I use the um, stamina meter in quick succession, the more likely it is to drain my hunger and my thirst, which means that you'll be constantly eating and drinking along a very simple road just to get to the next checkpoint or right. just to get to the next mission. And you're like, again, even moving is a fucking chore. It's just a fucking... It's just, it's just unnecessarily difficult. And like I said before, this is a perfect opportunity to like look around the world, but everything just clips in. One minute, nothing's there, and then suddenly, bam, a city just appears in front of you with like all this neon lights flashing before your eyes. And you're like, shouldn't I have seen that sooner? Because this is like a super bright city that I should have been able to see from like way up the road. But because it was just this grey murkiness in front of me, I wasn't able to see it. I don't know, it all sounds like it's coming together really nicely, Dave. You know, they make the world so there's nothing to see, so that you have no reason to stop moving. Yeah, and then suddenly, bam, it's there to surprise you. And you're like, woohoo! Yeah, plus, I love it. You know, if there was loads of stuff to see, you'd be moving around more, so you'd have to eat and drink more. So they just, yeah. you know, they've really yeah, thought this yeah. through. They have thought it through. Yeah, thank you. I didn't think about that. Yeah, so you just got to look at it through the perspective of a fanboy. Make anything <laughs> sound good if you, if you do that. You just got to put on your rose tinted glasses, man. Like, it's the only way to view this game. Sadly for me, though, it just took away from the immersion of the game. And again, it just continuously reminds you, oh, I'm in a game. Nothing feels natural when a car suddenly just appears in front of you. Like, you just go, it just feels like a laggy connection. It is, Dave, but what uh, happens in real life, you know, if you years in the ER, you know what I mean? Yeah, constantly when I'm walking down the street, Gareth, like, cars just fly in front of me and just, like, drop from the fucking sky and just go, you know, my next-door neighbour doesn't have a car until I get two feet in front of her house and then suddenly the car appears. That's just, yeah, I mean, that's just realism right there. Yeah, yeah, realism. Um, Moving back to the quests. um, So, last three points. Quest, point number six. The quests are really boring. So as I said before, is that they start off really well. The hollow tents are well, act, uh, well acted, well voiced. Uh, it starts describing the premise of a mission to hunt down the secrets of this land. Why is everything scorched? What's going on? Who are these mutants? What, have they taken over the place? Why is everyone dead? Um, Dave? Huh? Yeah? There have been like five or six Fallout games before this. All of that's been explained, mate. Yeah, I know, but like I said, they've kind of rewritten it. So again, no, I don't. Why as, would they do that? I what, don't know. Why would they have a mission? I don't know. This is one of the main complaints that I've read about to say that they've rewritten law that they've already explained in different games, and they've been like, "Oh no, it's now due to this scorched land creature." I've forgotten the actual big boss name, but yeah there's some experiment that went wrong and then everyone turned into these fire zombies and that's pretty much your main enemy. 
But yeah, like I said, so oh. as a newbie to the Fallout universe, I was quite intrigued by the Hollow Tapes, and You're I was not like, a complete God. newbie. You've seen people play Fallout Three. You know what Fallout yeah. is all about. You know what I mean? Like I've never actually played it, so yeah. I was just like, right, it sounds interesting. Like, fine, let's see what these missions are. Okay, but sadly, the missions just turn into these glorified collect and delivery missions. Every single one of your missions is no doubt going to turn into a very long-winded collect and delivery mission with very little reward at the end of it. Well, what if the end of it was a person that was alive? See, that would have been worth it. But no, everyone's fucking dead. (laughs) Okay? The missions have no substance, apart from the holotape, which are good if you actually get a chance to live, listen to them, because sadly, the game never stops. There's no pause function in the game. It's a live game, which means that when you go into your, or saying Pip-Boy, people are still trying to kill you, and people try to kill you in this game on a consistent basis. So obviously, if you're trying to listen to the story, which is in a holotape, but all you can hear is someone attacking you, someone trying to kill you, which means you're shooting them, this holotape is getting drowned out by people groaning, screaming, gunshots, you know, melee attacks, like, even other people in the game because there's no like um unless you mute your mic because you're a kind fellow there's no like um server mute thing so if someone's got their mic active and they're talking despite the fact they might be miles away you can hear every word that they're saying okay (laughs) which again if um if the sole way that your story missions are being explained to the player is through audio then surely any audio noise that isn't that holotape should be quietened down. But there's no function to do that. So instead of actually being able to listen to the holotape, you are just continuously distracted by any other noise that's in the game. And like I said, that could be someone trying to kill you, you killing someone, you eating, you drinking, someone on the other side of the map screaming about something that they're doing in their game you know there's too many distractions for the holotapes to be a good way to deliver the story so the only way in which I suggest that you actually listen to the story is go and find a very quiet corner in the middle of a like a, a vapid and empty city sit there bulk listen to like five or six holotapes so you actually understand what the, what's going on in the fucking story and then you understand why I'm delivering this X item to this Y location <laughs> Right. So That's you're the, saying the game uh, itself uh, actually interferes with one of the only things you think it does right, which is... Yeah, literally. The game voice, itself voice interferes on in very good voice acting. Obviously, and like I said, um, the only other way, and obviously an extremely interesting way to get story across, and the way that obviously you and I prefer, is through reading. The only way, the only reason why I play video games is because I love reading. <laughs> That's okay. true. You would you would much rather read the text in a Sherlock Holmes video game than read a Sherlock Holmes book. <laughs> yes, thank you. This is this is this is, this has been you know stated as fact in the Game Central podcast is well, that you know I love 
well documented exactly and i'm talking like you know i'm not talking about small diary entries um gareth i'm not talking about like a note on the table no i'm talking about genuinely 70 page long hollow uh what's that computer entries explaining to you what's actually going on in the story so you just scroll through and you're just like does the developer genuinely want me to read all of this? <laughs> are you are you fucking joking? Yeah, but it explains everything that you need to know. Yeah, but I don't want to stay literally static in a computer game for like two hours reading this genuine book <laughs> that you, you have written. Do you think they had to uh, oh. make it audio because if your character was stood around reading, then you get shot by people? Yeah, but that's it. That's what I was about to say. If you're stood around on a PC reading, okay, yeah. it doesn't mean the game around you stops. Yeah. And the oh, enemies man. continuously spawn. So you get disrupted trying to read this data log or this diary entry, which you have to endlessly scroll through. But sorry, like I said before, that's what I find really engaging about computer games. It's really monotonous green text on green background as I keep fucking scrolling through to get the story into my brain. Uh-huh. Oh god, it it was honestly dreadful. Moving quickly on to the combat system. Oh yeah. Which fails in every aspect. Oh yeah. What is the number one thing the iconic combat system in Fallout? For me, the way I play <laughs> Fallout, it's always been the vats. Thank you. The vats. The one thing as a non-Fallout player I know about Fallout is the the fact that the VATs were the way in which like, revolutionised the combat system in Fallout. Now we've got a system known as Live VATs. Okay. Which is pretty much... Um, it highlights the area in which you're going to shoot like VATs do, but they're still moving at you at normal speed. Wait, what? Yep. It doesn't slow shit down, Gareth, because it's a live game, remember? Oh, they would have to slow the whole server game. Let's have to slow the whole fucking server down. How oh, good okay. would that be? Imagine that. Oh, imagine that. I'm suddenly just walking and I like, go into slow mo for no fucking reason <laughs> because someone, someone, <laughs> someone on the other side of the game is using vats. <laughs> just imagine. But yeah, so the enemy. So, so for example, and this is my experience with it anyway. So I'm sneaking up on the enemy as soon as I use these live vats he immediately knows where I am and he just runs them. Okay? So it's not like you can even fucking sneak attack someone with the vats. So it turns from like a 95% hit chance but because he's continuously moving it will go 95 to like 75 to like 0% chance of hitting it because he keeps fucking moving. Like the whole point in the vats is the fact that it slows down, isn't it? So you've got like this superhuman ability like Deadeye to like snipe someone in the body part blow off their leg or like shoot off their arm or he's got a gun just shoot out of his hand and then I can melee him mm-hmm. you know no that doesn't work the VAT system is actually more of a hindrance than it is a help okay God damn it. so fuck VATs doesn't exist <laughs> okay the second thing about combat which fails I've written down here in my notes the combat system fails in every aspect of combat <laughs> The enemies. That's, that's a damning thing to say about. Yep. Some... So enemy either don't spawn, okay, but still hurt you. They either lag, 
which means that they are suddenly from you know they suddenly transport from one part of the um, you know the map to the other. Right. With, but they still hurt you. They either glitch all over the place. They either part load, which means that like literally, I've come across ghouls and enemies which are either legs or just upper bodies or arms. All right. Uh, or they don't load at all, uh, but they can still hit you. So this random you're you're just literally like looking into like the empty space which is like this warehouse and suddenly your marker goes red and it says like fire ghoul and you go but nothing's there and then you start getting hurt and you're like but nothing's there and then you finally get annoyed and you shoot into the abyss and then suddenly five enemies appear and you're like what the fuck have they always been there well obviously because I've now taken half of my health has come down because there's been someone behind me bashing the shit out of me which I haven't noticed because he hasn't actually spawned in um also things like walls don't exist to these enemies they'll phase through walls they'll phase through walls um the enemy will load but the tag won't and until like the enemy tag loads you can't kill them oh for god's sake all of these things make it literally impossible for you to get involved in the combat system and it makes it absolutely impossible for you to enjoy combat that added to the fact that ammo is sparse extremely difficult to actually craft and very rare to find um it means that a majority of your time in especially in the five hours that i played so early game i know that it gets almost the opposite end of the scale mm-hmm. in uh, the later game like you've got like a million ammo so it's just like it it, it, it goes completely opposite it becomes pointless <laughs> so like there's no balance there um, but I said to add to this is that the enemies constantly respawn so like I said before you clear out a, a warehouse full of the enemies <laughs> you go over to the holotape right I'm going to listen to this holotape 30 seconds later all those enemies that you just killed will respawn in front of your eyes <sighs> Jesus with their dead bodies still on the ground <laughs> so those dead bodies won't disappear and new enemies spawn no literally the same enemies in the exact same locations will just spawn stand still for two seconds and then run at you and start charging you I've actually stood in the location because I wanted to test it out I stood in the spawn location of one of the ghouls just to see if he would spawn somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Nope. The game obviously identifies that I'm standing in the spawn zone and spawns him anyway. God, even Call of Duty 4 multiplayer will be like, oh, there's other members of, members of the other team on, on this side of the map. Let's spawn exactly. this team over Let's here. Let's spawn you on the other it. side. No, this game does not do that. Okay. But it also means that, say for example, like um, because obviously it's a it's a it's a survival game, so you'll be looting the shit out of everything right. to try and find useful items. It means that the respawn time is so short that when you clear out a warehouse, you've got less than a minute to fucking go through everything and loot the important items before those enemies spawn again. So it means that any ammo that you've actually gathered from this warehouse, you'll be spending trying to get out of the warehouse which makes the whole looting experience fucking pointless <laughs> you went I was actually better off not going to the warehouse I had more resources before I went in to gain more resources than when I came out and that's the cycle that you continue to get into now I know that it gets better when you go through the game right. but from my experience from the early game 
it just is so fucking it just doesn't motivate you to do it it makes every single task longer because you don't enjoy the combat mm-hmm. which is like a massive part of the game it's just fucking pointless I mean it sounds like it's the only part of the game if there's no NPCs or quests or conversations there's no NPC or... there's no quests so the only thing keeping your interest really between these two monotonous tasks that you've got to do uh, you know collect this one like you know collect this research bring it back to the scientist why the scientist is dead oh no sorry the scientist is a robot so I can load it into the robot and then he will tell me to go find something else to load into him right. sounds really sexual and probably was but you know oh. you sit there and go, oh. it's just it just makes it impossible to do oh hello story files read things Hello? Uh, you said it makes it nearly impossible to do, and then there was a few seconds of silence, but then you came oh, back, right. Sorry. and it was fine. Oh, right, so it makes everything in the game impossible to do, like, you know, heal, craft, loot, drink, listen to the story files, oh, read. Oh, playing the game? Yeah, playing the game, because there's respawn, especially if you're in that spawn zone. So it feels like you need to run... Do like five or six quick sweeps of this warehouse, mm-hmm. run to a safe zone, and then kind of do a sit rep of everything that you collected. You know, dump all the things which are junk, and then go back for another go. Right. You know. <coughs> My last point, and I'm last finally at the end, is a very small point, but it just makes everything annoying. <laughs> is that the the HUD itself, so the heads-up display, yeah. is an absolute fucking convoluted mess. When the when you can't have something as simple as like your you know your health not your health shows up sorry but food and drink don't show up on the HUD. Yeah, however, that's insane. However, on the right-hand side, you will collect missions like they are going out of fucking fashion, like it's Black Friday. Okay, the game will throw side missions and main missions at you. Okay? But the HUD just gets absolutely convoluted with, like, these yellow... And all of them are yellow. There is no way to identify which one's a main mission and which one is a side mission without going into your pit boy looking at the mission remembering the name of the mission and then looking at your HUD to figure out what marker you're going to. So you can unfollow missions that it throws at you. You can unfollow them. But if you walk past the mission area again, it will just throw it back up onto your screen. So you end up just giving up because the game will endlessly keep throwing you this mission as a reminder to be like, Oh, have I told you you can do this? Oh, have I told you you can do this? And you'll be like, right, fine. So even in the five hours that I was playing it, I had 15 missions just strolling like a fucking chat bot <laughs> along the side of my screen, which just made it like an absolute distraction. <laughs> okay. And like I said before, like everything in the pit boy is just such a massive effort. Yeah. Like everything from like scrolling through the missions to like even strolling through, um, your items and inventory sorry <clears throat> your inventory is just like so convoluted that it's everything's around the mission um, I'm going to end on my final statement to say that I stopped playing the game 
after all these like massive eight ranting points, and mm-hmm. I do apologise. Yeah, yeah. Um, I stopped playing the game when I started a mission, which was to craft items, but realised I had everything but copper. Okay, right. now copper in this game, and I found out by doing a quick Google search, is an extremely important material that a majority of things will require copper to use. So mm-hmm. I went, right, great. It'll be easy to find then. No. Of course it fucking isn't. Like, the one place where you can find an abundance of copper is in the scrapyard, which was quite literally on the opposite side of the map right. to where I was standing. At this moment in time, I had no bullets. I had no food. I only had a melee weapon, which was very, very close to breaking. And the game just absolutely had punished me for not being the most prepared person of all time. So therefore, I couldn't possibly get to the scrapyard because I had no resources to survive the journey. And I was like, right, fuck it. I'm just, I'm just done. Like, this game is another... So the mission that I had was another collect and delivery mission uh, where I had to go find more copper to bring it back to this exact location just so that I could craft a generator. Right. And I was like, this isn't fun. This is boring. Okay? This is the same mission that I have been given in five consecutive times. But instead of collecting research notes, instead of collecting, you know, um, water samples, instead of collecting something else, I'm now collecting materials. And it's the same fucking mission over and over and over again and like I said before like I just said is that travelling is not fun surviving is not fun checking your vital signs every single fucking 30 seconds is not fun because it drains too quickly everything in this game is just a chore now for me if you are into super hardcore survival games and you miss you know Oh fucking! I I miss having super realistic uh, survival games. Right. I really have the patience of the saints. I really love waiting four and a half hours each week so that I can download a massive forty gigabyte patch. <laughs> then this is the game for you. Okay. Every single person can say, "Oh, but Fallout! Oh, they did warn you that it won't be any good. They did warn you that it will be an experiment. They did mean it to be played with your friends." Any game is fun with friends, okay? Yeah. The game as a as 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 a singularity, the game as in the gameplay fails. None of it gels together. It's a survival game in the most harshest sense, with extremely boring missions, with an empty world, which is completely unlike Bethesda. Yeah. And like I said, personally, I'm just disappointed. I would not buy it. Even at something as cheap as, say, £15, it just would not be worth your effort. I would rather spend my money on something like Ghost uh, Ghost Recon Badlands or Wastelands, whatever it's called, Mm -hmm. and play a game like that. Because it's a game which, again, is enjoyable with your friends, but is notoriously bad. As in, like, the story missions are really quite hilariously acted and things like that. But you sit there and go, if you want to play a game which is fun with your friends, then just play that. Yeah. You know? It's probably worth a tenner better than this fucking glitchy mess. <laughs> well, yeah, I am uh, really also disappointed because I love Fallout 3, I love Fallout 4. The idea of a Fallout game 
where there's no NPCs, but the other things you'll encounter will be other players. Yeah, is I find that to be an interesting idea. Like they, yeah, said I felt E3 it was thing. interesting. That's what I said. I said it, it, it had so many things going for it. Yeah, but it's just laziness. That's yeah. what it's down to. It's just fucking laziness. You sit there and go, you thought you could get away with this shit, okay? <laughs> but you can't. You can't get away with this shit. Like, like you just said, like if Minecraft ten years ago could balance uh, a survival game with an adventure game. Like yeah. balancing your players' needs with the actual realism of you know adventuring in a very in an open world. How come Fallout can't do it? It's not like they don't have the law. It's not like they don't have the visual style to do it. Yeah. But everything is just a shell. Nothing is fulfilled because you're missing those NPCs. You're missing those people that make those worlds and those cities an enjoyable place to be. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's just empty. It just feels like I'm constantly working on like a, a pre-release, you know? <laughs> you just sit there and go, oh yeah, this will, oh, when the game actually comes out, this will be full of people. Yeah. And you're sitting there and go, no, this is the release. This is the game. And it's just not worth it. Like, you know. It's such a bummer. But can I just yeah. say something, not, not related to the game, this is a quick aside. Yeah. I like that you and I have the same approach to games like this, whereas... There are a lot of people on Twitter, and I um, I like Bethesda on Facebook, so every time they do a post, I I see it in my feed, and I always see people's reactions. There are some people who, when a game comes out like this, that's bad, and everyone agrees it's bad, they'll like delight yeah. in it. They'll be like giddy. They'll be like, oh, it's so shit. Have you seen this dog shit yeah. game? Every time yeah. Bethesda posts an update, like, new patch for Fallout 76 today, here are the patch notes. Like... There's always someone in the comments that's like, ah, what a dog shit game. Ha ha ha, what a shit game. And it's like, no, you shouldn't be like, you should just be disappointed. And sad. every time a game comes out, it's like, has so much promises like this, you should be like, oh, what a fucking shame. Yeah. It shouldn't be like, ah, let's all pile on. Because <laughs> it, it yeah. feels like everyone's just clamoring for that next thing to like shit that's on. That's what I said. I said, you know, that's why I just prefaced it to say like, you know, I'm not jumping on the bandwagon because it's a shit game. Yeah. It's just a shit game. And yeah. it's, it, it's upsetting that a game which had so much promise is so shit. I said, you know, all they had to do was just program in, like, NPCs and fill out the world, and it would have been more bearable. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just little things like, why is my stamina bar so low? <laughs> and the only reason why it's so low is because the map isn't as big as it should be, so therefore the journey time should be, you know, is extended because right. of that. Um. You know, and 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 that's the pain in the arse, really. Do you think it's something that... they could fix if it was more stable? If enemies oh. didn't pop in, I think I think if the combat, stuff. if the combat was better, if the respawn um, rate improves, mm-hmm. if um, if the and then that would make the game better. But I think it's the quests that do it for me. Yeah, that's how the quest needs fixed. to be more variety, and sadly that can't be fixed. Yeah. They can't patch in new quests. That's not possible. They can fix the combat system, but the quests are still going to be boring. The world's still going to be vapid and empty. Like, you know, you they can't fix this game. They've just fucked it up, and sadly, that's it. And even, like, I've watched reviews where people have completed the game, mm-hmm. and you sit there and you just go, it doesn't get better in the end game. There is no end game. Like, you know, you can... There's a very steep climb, it feels like the learning curve as it were it's a very steep climb of like being prepared building your first camp 
once you get all of those things done though if you are patient enough to like work through it then the game just plateaus like once you've cracked it once you've got a camp once you've got somewhere to store more loot once you've got the armor and the guns that don't require such heavy ammo and you've now got weapons that actually work the game just plateaus and it just becomes the side missions a similar to Sea of Thieves. So like I said before, when we play Sea of Thieves, is that, mm-hmm. you know, um, making or learning how to be a pirate, learning how to control your ship, it's like really realistic and it was really entertaining at first. But once you've done that, the missions are still the same. Right. They're really boring, really easy to complete. And there's nothing to the game. So the game fails in that aspect, and I think that's the most disappointing thing because it's like it's taken all the boring and monotonous missions from Fallout 4 and gone, yeah, but you loved doing that, didn't you? Let's make a game on that because there isn't a main story mission. Mm -hmm. There isn't a main arc, as it were. There's just this very loosely connected arc about the research and the scorched lands and you know they're kind of readjusting the law that already exists so it fits this model and sadly it just doesn't happen what should have happened is that they should have had this model and just reinvented the fallout law in a way to say like let's not use what we've already done let's 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 write new stuff let's create new enemies let's create a new story and that's what the people in are investigating Mm-hmm. and I think it just doesn't live up to the story expectation like the story says is that you're going to rebuild America so it's great again Yeah. but there's no emphasis on remaking towns there's no emphasis on generating a civilization I think that should have been the focus mm-hmm. you know finding people generating a civilization curing like diseased people creating a community but like I said, I haven't played Fallout 4, so maybe that's, a, that's the main fucking mission in Fallout 4. I don't know. But I'm saying that should have been more of the focus. Right. Less of this collect and delivery shit, more about like, let's generate a camp and let's see how many people I can bring into that camp. Let me build up a society. You know, that would have been more entertaining. But I feel like they've missed a trick. Yeah, and I mean, it seems like they're probably not going to get another shot at this for a long time, because <laughs> no. they have, you know, an, another Elder Scrolls in development, they have their yeah, space exactly. game coming up. But that's what makes me scared as well, like, Elder Scrolls, I'm excited for that, yeah. or I was. After playing this, and you sit there and go, well, if this is the fucking standard you're releasing full releases at, I fucking, I'm, I'm not going to buy the new Elder Scrolls game until two years after release. Yeah, I'm gonna, I, make, I mean, I'm gonna wait until the fucking patches are done. <laughs> it's very easy for me to sit here and say, "No, no, I've played Fallout Three, I've played Fallout Four, played loads of stuff." That's what I said. They can make good singles. But that's in games, the past. That's what I mean. But that's in the past now, exactly. isn't it? Okay. What have you done? For you can me only lately? base it. That's it. What have you done for me lately? You've produced some shit games. So I'm a bit, I'm a bit reserved now about the new, uh, you know, Elder Scrolls. I Something that I'm fair. very excited to play. Very fair. So you should just go, they need to do a lot at E3, I think, to convince people. Oh, yeah, that. the thing's going to be so interesting. Yeah, I'll be watching that one. So, Dave, the big question that is on everybody's lip, lips yeah. uh, lip? is... One singular? Yep, on, on everybody's lip <laughs> is 
Fallout 76, what do you give it out of 76 points? Uh, I would I would I would give it a 15 out of 76. Wow, that's not even a quarter of the way. That's not even a quarter. I don't even think it's worth it. Yeah, I wouldn't even say 25. The game, the game, like I've, I've never had a gaming experience where I, where it was a chore that I had to, actually, I had no motivation to play it. After my first time playing it, I was like, this game, I just want to stop playing this game. Yeah. Because it's so. After the first two hours, I was like, I can already tell that this game's going to be this repeated over and over and over and over again. And but then I was just like, no, maybe it isn't. And sadly, I was right. I was like, no. And I had no motivation to continue it because it's so boring. And I said, I don't know how they made a game this boring. That's an, that's an achievement in itself. Yeah. That's another thing we have in common as well, Dave. I also hate it when you're right. Yeah, exactly. See? <laughs> we're so alike, yo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, we. so we were going to do a uh, what have we been playing section as well, but it's 10 past yeah. 10 and I need a shower yeah. and I... Maybe we'll save that for next week. Yeah, I think just to just to uh, preempt some people, um, Red Dead Two. Um, that's been really fun, and then I can talk about the online section as well, which is actually good. Okay. Well, so positivity next week, yeah, guys. I've played God of War, and I think it's also nice. very good. And I have Red Dead waiting to be played, so I probably will have played that yeah. as well. So. There we go. So we can discuss Red Dead. Yep. How about that? I noticed how Excellent. we both, separately from even talking about it, both said next week as if there will be an episode next week. Look at us talking positively. It's almost as if we've got a plan. <gasps> but yeah, <laughs> this is the best podcast in the world. It's the most organised podcast in the world. But yeah, like I said, thank you for listening to my rant. Thank you again to Bethesda for sending us the game, and I really hope that they fix it. Um, but yeah until next time Gav until next time Dave I'll see you soon what and then this is where we go <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs>